Hi there, and welcome to the Woman Inspired Podcast. This is Karen. I'm really glad you joined me today, or whatever day it is for you. It could be tomorrow or the next day when you're listening to this, but for for now, for me, it's today. It's been a while since I've recorded one. I think this is the longest time period I've gone without recording a podcast in about a year and a half, and uh, I have no excuses, um, really, yeah, reasons maybe, but no excuses. I found myself, like many of us, uh, just kind of overwhelmed with the chaos and discerning truth from lies and um, trying to keep myself spiritually grounded and where God needs me to be. So um, in that thought, in that that uh, frame of mind, I've finally been able to set some time aside and put together something that's really been on my heart that God has shown me and uh, that I wanted to share with you, which is usually what I do. And that's why we call it the woman inspired podcast. Cause I'm a woman. And, uh, last time I checked, I'm a woman and, uh, I'm inspired sometimes. And, uh, most of what I'm inspired to do is share with people the truth of what God's put on my heart, the truth of his word and with love and with laughter and maybe a different perspective than maybe you thought of before. Hopefully that's what I do. Uh, this podcast is uh, on Podbean. I'm not sure where you're listening to because you can also find it on Google Play. Um, now on YouTube podcasts as well as Amazon Music podcasts, which I think is taking over the Google Play format and uh, Apple podcasts as well. So if you like it or even if you don't, maybe share it with somebody you think who would like it. <laughs> I would appreciate it. That's for sure. You can find more information out about me at womaninspired.com. That's woman like W-O-M-A-N, not women, because I'm just one woman. I'm not several. Um, I start out every podcast with a quote or two. They're what I like to call a pod quote. And so if you haven't listened before, that's what happens almost at the beginning of every single podcast is I give you some quotes, things that maybe affected me, made me think, made me laugh, made me smile, something that, that sort that I really feel led to share with you. So today's quotes or pod quotes, um, that means there's two, more than one S. <laughs> um, there's two of them. One is by Leland Lewis. And here's the quote. You ready? Okay. I'm doing it anyway. So here we go. Truth is eternal and connected to forever. Lies are merely temporal, illusionary, and ephemeral. I like that because it reminds us that truth is eternal. It lasts forever. And that lies will eventually go away. So, you know, when you lie or you hear a lie, shouldn't happen. But that lie is not going to be sticking around forever because the truth is the only thing that really matters. And things that don't matter fall away. All right, so when people are thirsty enough, they'll crawl through the desert toward a mirage. And when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand. I love that quote. I'm going to say it again to you. When people are thirsty enough, they'll crawl through the desert toward a mirage. And when they discover there's no water, they'll drink the sand. That is a quote from the movie, The American President, and that was Michael J. Fox's character, Louis Rothschild. The first time I ever heard that quote, it really hit me and I have remembered it ever since. And it applies to today's podcast, which is titled Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire. 
Um, I really didn't know what else to call it. Um, in my household, we kind of have a saying, instead of saying liar, liar, pants on fire, if we think someone's lying, we say, is your butt smoking? Um, <laughs> meaning are your pants on fire? So, um, I could have called this your butt smoking, but, uh, I decided that maybe that wasn't the best title for a podcast episode. So it's liar, liar, pants on fire. All right. So have you ever bought into something you later realized was a lie? Like straight up in your face, someone trying to sway you, scam you, woo you, talk you into something or, or maybe something that makes themselves look good and feel better kind of a lie. Like, oh, you look so much younger than the last time I met you. What have you been doing? Has anybody ever heard that one? Um, or like this one acquaintance I used to have, she cracked me up every single time I saw her. Didn't matter how long it had been in between seeing her. I mean, she would say to me, Oh my gosh, you look great. You've lost weight, haven't you? I can tell you've lost weight since I saw you last. Okay. It didn't matter when or where. It could have been at the mall, at church, at a friend's house. That's what she said to me. I'm talking every single time. Wow, you've lost weight. I could have seen her two days before and she wouldn't remember and she'd gush on it like uh, onto, onto me like I, I just hit some miracle diet and shed 15 pounds in two days. I mean, if I'd lost weight as much as she said I'd lost weight, I would be on life support in the hospital. <laughs> it was crazy. But I quickly learned that she was a schmoozer. She loved to compliment people, even if it was a lie. She kind of came up with something I think she thought would apply to each person that might make them feel good. And I guess since I tend to carry an extra few pounds here and there, okay, here and everywhere, uh, she thought that would make me feel good. But it was a lie. It probably made her feel good to make other people feel good. But you know, with a lie, yeah, I don't think so. I don't go for that. That's a bad behavior to get into. I mean, I don't want people to come up to me and say, wow, what, what have you been eating? You packed on the pounds, lady. <laughs> but I don't want them to say, hey, you look great. You've lost weight. If I haven't lost weight, I'm not dumb. I know it's my body. <laughs> so you don't have to say every little thing you think like, hey, you packed on the pounds, didn't you? But when your words come out, they need to be honest. You don't have to pick up on these negative things about people or these things that might hurt somebody's feelings, but you don't have to lie just to make yourself feel better. Or if you think you're making them feel better, people know we're not stupid. <laughs> you know, we don't need empty words, empty phrases that are dishonest. We, we don't need something said to ingratiate yourself. It, that's what you're doing when you lie to someone like that or to make yourself look good or to make yourself feel good. One time this woman, this same woman saw me at church and she went on and on about how I'd lost weight and how great I looked. And I said, actually, I've gained 10 pounds since you saw me last, which was the truth. It had been about six months. She just sort of looked stunned. Like she couldn't believe I said that. And she went, uh, well, uh, you sure look good. And she quickly went on her way. And these are the lies that sure, maybe if someone believed them or they were said with some sort of sincerity instead of a ploy or a tactic in mind that we'd all probably go, well, they didn't hurt anyone. But a lie is a lie. And for me, that kind of a, a lie hurt because losing weight at that time wasn't something I was really endeavoring to do. And if I hadn't lost weight and she said I'd lost weight, I knew she was lying. And it was kind of like throwing it in my face, whether she realized it or not. On top of the fact that 
I just did not want somebody lying to me. It was like, okay, you really aren't paying attention and you really don't know who I am. So why are you saying these things? So what about the lies though that do hurt us? You know, blatantly, openly, and the ones we take to heart. Shouldn't we be just so, oh, so discerning that we can sniff out, speck out, and spot a lie in a sea of 10,000 truths? Because if, if we get used to believing lies as if they're truth, we're on a slippery slope. I mean, a slippery slope with our relationships, our self-esteem, our reality, our faith, our personal walk, our responsibilities in life. All these things that lies can hurt. Even what we human beings call little white lies still have the ability to come back and hurt someone. We have to learn to work hard not to get sucked into something that lies, telling us that lies are okay because lies are all around us. You know, oh, well, it's okay. Everybody does it. We are bombarded by lies, whether you realize it or not. We're lied to every single day in numerous ways. Case in point. Okay. Just hang with me here because you guys are going to get this. The lie that we believe that we're told that says on a label in a store, one size fits all. <laughs> there should be a disclaimer. One size fits all, except those who eat, breathe, exercise, or get pregnant, right? <laughs> I do see um, some labels now say one size fits most on them. Again, another blatant lie, because I guess the word most could be subjective, but really is most defined as five out of every 10, 100 people. Now I'm going to say five out of 10. No, probably five out of every 100 people. I don't think so. That's not most to me. And what about the lie that says miracle weight loss formula on the label or scientifically proven to cure fill in the blank, whatever it is. We get fed those lies every single day. And what about that little teeny tiny lie that says anti-aging cream? <laughs> okay, we know that's a lie. That's not truth. It is not making you uh, grow younger. It is not making you stop aging. And, oh, I don't know. What was that old one? Um, oh, thinner thighs in 30 days. Yeah. Um, I don't think that worked for almost anybody either. And here's, oh, one big, big, big time lie. This one drives me crazy. Y'all, you know what I'm talking about, right? We're easy, open container. <laughs> That drives me crazy. One time I couldn't open this food wrapper. It was um, a kibasa, you know, like a smoked sausage. And it had one of those plastic shrink wrap things around it with a little tab at the top that said, new, easy open tab. Ha! Huh. I couldn't get that sucker open for anything. I tried and I tried and I tried. I even took a knife and tried to cut into the plastic, but it was really tough. That was not an easy open tab. We ate chicken that night. <laughs> We did not eat smoked sausage and I shall not even get started on the lies that government officials and politicians tell us or that social media tells us and that are coming at us minute by minute by minute. I, I won't get into that and you're welcome. Um, all, but all of this got me to thinking about what other lies we believe like cleanliness is next to godliness. Now, while I would love to say that it is so. It actually doesn't say that in the Bible. I'm not sure what smart-witted, snappy mom threw that phrase out there to get her kids to clean up their rooms back in biblical times, but kudos to her because that lie has stuck like glue to the halls of religious quotes throughout the centuries. 
but it's still a lie and it is not in the Bible. In fact, I don't recall reading any place in the Bible about the disciples running around cleaning up after themselves or cleaning up after Jesus. The only place we can refer to anybody being neat and tidy would be Martha. And if you don't know it, Jesus was pretty curt with her on her comments about what she thought was important. She was up working, working, and all the while Mary was sitting at Jesus' feet longing to hear more of his wisdom and truth. So cleanliness might make us feel clean inside, but the only way we become more godly is to be Christ-like, to be at his feet, thirsty and hungry and ready to soak up what nourishes our souls from Jesus. That's what makes us clean, having our sins washed away with the blood of Jesus, not cleanliness on the outside. As innocent sounding as a lie like that might be, a lie always plants a seed of doubt and fear inside us. Maybe you're not sure. Maybe you don't see it that way. But think about it for a bit. What about a young girl who's going through puberty, puberty who tries on clothes that are labeled one size fits all, but they don't fit her? I remember that feeling myself and thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Am I that different? There's definitely something wrong with me. It affected me. Or what about the anxiety-riddled person who thinks that if, if their house or their car or their office aren't clean all the time, every single day, that they just they can't be close to God because after all, cleanliness is next to godliness, right? That person doesn't know the truth. Maybe they were never taught that. Do you think I'm simplifying it too much? I don't think so. These are people, real people that I've met before that believe these lies. Society and culture in 2020 has taught us nothing, if not how people will believe almost anything, truth, half-truth, or an out-and-out lie, and they'll take it on as their label, their mantra, as their core value, and let it affect them night and day and in all their decision-making, even though they're lies. From both sides of an argument to both political sides to every religious viewpoint known to man and woman, the world will throw lies at you and hope they stick. Satan is just waiting for one lie or another that he throws at us to feed the anger, the doubt, the fear, the violence, and self-harm of generations of people who are ready and willing to believe whatever is fed to them. And I mean whatever is fed to them. The Bible talks about what we're being fed, and I can't help but believe that it applies to what we feed our eyes and brains as well. No? I mean, we're getting fed junk. Loads and loads of visual and intellectual junk food. And the Bible talks in several different places about how when we're younger, we're fed milk because it's easy to digest. But when we grow up and we mature, we need solid food. We need meat and manna to survive. In spiritual terms, that means we can't just constantly be fed the easy stuff that's the stuff that's easy to swallow. We can't just constantly be fed milk and honey or soft, easy to digest stuff like baby food in order to, to grow and be sustained. We need more than that. We can't just live on a diet of quotes like cleanliness is next to godliness and bumper sticker theology that says God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. We spiritually and intellectually need more than that. That's why there's so much in the Bible to study and why people spend their entire lives studying it over and over again. Because they're hungry for it. It is alive. It's a living word for all of us today, yesterday, and tomorrow. And it's the only thing that can fill these empty places that we have inside us. It's the only thing that can sustain us on a regular basis. 
But the fact is, is that many people don't care what they're fed. As long as they're getting full, they'll buy into and digest whatever is put in front of them. Like the quote I read earlier, if people are thirsty enough, even if they're out in the desert and they see a mirage and or they're fed a lie, they will crawl to it. And when they realize there's actually nothing of value there, there's no water there, they'll drink the sand or they'll drink what's unreal. They'll drink the lie. They just want to have their thirst and hunger fulfilled. And when people feel desperate, they will drink in any lie, any form of reality that you give them. In Hebrews 5, it talks about this principle and how sometimes when we can't understand or digest what's going on, we have to go back to the basics. We just have to. I mean, the simple milk in order to get it, in order to be able to digest it. Frankly, I don't think it was meant as a compliment (laughs) or a nice suggestion here. But then again, it was truthful. It's thought that Paul is likely the author of Hebrews. Um, in case you didn't know, but no matter who wrote it, they understood that sometimes you have to break things down, especially to people who just give up and don't even work to understand anything anymore. And sometimes when people have, I don't know, when they've given themselves over to a diet of junk food, you have to ease them into the vegetables and the fruit. Perhaps Paul in, in this, uh, scripture in Hebrews was talking to a group of people who'd been fed lies and just didn't care because, hey, at least they were full, right? And no one likes that empty feeling. Here's what it says in Hebrews. We have much to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. So that scripture, it's reminding us that the world is feeding us lies on a daily basis. The world, evil-minded people, Satan, they have an agenda. And if they can get us to swallow the small lies... We aren't far off from swallowing the big ones. And it's not just lies from the world that we tend to believe, right? I mean, what about the lies we tell ourselves? I think sometimes these lies are more dangerous than most other lies. Do you know what I'm talking about? Tell me, I'm not alone here. (laughs) I don't think I am. Man, woman, teen, youth, senior citizen. How about these lies? The ones that come out of our own mouths Like when we trip or we stub our toe or we drop something or we make a mistake at work or we bounce a check or we get in a fender bender or whatever it is. Oh, I'm so stupid. Or if, if I weren't so ignorant or I'm not smart enough or I'm ugly, I'm fat, I'm not good enough. Does any of that sound familiar? What about those lies? We say they're just a bad habit. And they don't mean anything, but they do mean something. They're things we tell ourselves, whether under our breath or out loud in front of other people, or maybe just in our mind. And we tell them to ourselves too often, right? Are they all seeds planted by Satan? Maybe. Or they might be bad experiences from our past coming up and out our mouths when we feel frustrated, down, fed up, alone. They might be what you were told growing up by other people. Or that that's how other people made you feel. That you weren't important. That you weren't worth the time, energy, or thought. Maybe you were rejected. Maybe you still are rejected. 
So those experiences and treatment by others and it makes you lie and say things to yourself like, I'm not good enough. No one loves me. No one wants me. No one will ever love me or want me. But those are lies. So listen here. Come in closer. Turn your volume up, volume up a little bit. I want to make sure you understand. Please listen to me. Calm that voice in your head and that crazy racing, racing heartbeat. Sit a minute and listen to me. None of that is true. Those are lies. You are not alone. You are not unloved. You are not ugly. You are good enough. You are loved. You are smart. You are talented. You are made in God's image and he loves you. He wants you. He made you with a purpose. To quote a bunch of other famous people, I don't know who originally said it, but God didn't make no junk. You are not junk. And so every time you lie and tell yourself that, you create this mountain and mountain of lies that has to be tackled, that has to be thrown into the sea, that has to be just deconstructed. God's word has something to say about all those lies the world tells us. The lies we tell ourselves and the lies that Satan wants us to believe. Because God's word is truth. It's the real truth. There is no my truth, your truth, and his or her truth. Even though people want to proclaim it. Well, this is my truth. Well, you know what? There is just the truth. There's one truth. We may all have different backgrounds, experiences, and paths. But the truth is the only one that will combat all those lies and shine the light on the darkness that makes us believe the things that we believe that aren't true. God had something to say about that light and that dark and when it, what it is and, and how it comes to, to lies that make us believe that one is the other, that light is dark and dark is light. In Isaiah 520, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to them. That's heavy. That is a real, that is a real heavy thing to think because that is exactly what lies do. It makes us believe that something that is good is evil and something that is evil is good. That what is actually sweet is bitter. There is sweetness in living our lives and, and making mistakes. There are, is sweetness in just believing and knowing who we are in the Lord. And when we believe a lie that we are not loved, that we are unloved, that God doesn't love us, that we aren't special, that we weren't made for a purpose, that makes us become bitter. Let me leave you, though, today with this truth. We are responsible for what we know. We cannot unknow what we know. So we are responsible for what we take in, what we seek to know, what we seek out, what knowledge we bring into ourselves. And what I know is that Satan is the author of lies and the author of fear. And we are responsible for our visual and intellectual diet. What we take in, what we believe, and what we grow to be thirsty and hungry for is our responsibility as individuals. So I encourage you to be aware, become aware. Pray for discernment, for revelation from God, and for him to shine his light so brightly in your life 
and through your heart and your spirit and into your world around you that you can't help but see truth from lie and that light is light and dark is dark. And so if you're parched and you're dying of thirst, then then if you do this, you won't be fooled by a mirage. You won't allow anything to be a substitute for the truth that your spirit and your heart desires. Okay, so in that, when you seek out the truth, you won't have to worry about your butt smoking because you won't want any part of lies. You won't want to be a liar. You won't want to be lied to. There'll be no liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> um, I'm just really glad that you joined me today. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate the opportunity to share these things with you. If you would like, follow, share this, I would greatly appreciate it. And hopefully it won't be so long between now and the next podcast coming up. I hope you have a really blessed day.